Hi, and welcome to the Diablo podcast. Uh, your home for Diablo tryhards, Diablo diehards, hardcore and casual alike. I am your host, Xanth. <laughs> uh, I am joined today by my lovely co-host, Nineball. Oh, hi. And my lovely co-host, Duriel. Reposition him. Duriel bag. Yeah. Uh, and also, Nerdwords is here. Nerdwords! Hola! Hi, everybody. Uh, and we are brought to you by Pure Diablo. Com. You're home for an ever-growing Diablo community, an expansive wiki, uh, pretty active uh, Diablo clan. Feel free to send a request. I'll click accept when I log in. Uh, as well as uh, a bunch of articles, information, and all your daily uh, Diablo news right at your fingertips. Uh, courtesy, courtesy of Gazarek. Uh, we gave him a shout-out last time, but he still deserves it. That, that dude is... Uh, I don't know where he finds the time to do all that typing, guys. He is just pumping it out. Uh, if you next time there's a campfire chat, if you're not going to Pure Diablo, uh, just give it a visit as it as it's going, because he is pumping out an awesome uh, live cap of what is going on, um, giving it some in-depth breakdown. So uh, give it a look, guys. I think it's pretty great. Uh, and then you'll know, come back and listen to the podcast several days later, where we will eventually talk about things. Um, and that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about a lot of stuff. It is Zermis, uh, an imaginary holiday that I've invented for this uh, occasion of uh, the Abattoir of Zir. But before we go into the Abattoir of Zir, before we talk about the campfire, before we talk about itemization, in general, guys, how's your season going? Good. Um been patiently waiting for abattoir uh, obviously i think that a lot of us kind of you know if you already had your glyph levels in your season done then you know it was kind of uh just holding tight waiting for abattoir to drop and if you didn't then you were kind of just getting ready for abattoir i feel like so for most of us um but no it's going well i'm still playing the sork i've still got the druid i haven't played them as much i've been kind of fine-tuning the sork a lot and just diving into the druid here and there um Really excited for Abattoir. I've played a little bit of it so far, and I'm, I'm having a good time with it. But yeah, season's still very good. I, I've been in and out playing a lot of other stuff as well, too. But um, I feel like this week and next week, I'll probably be hitting Abattoir pretty hard. Pretty sure I saw you playing WoW. And we're not yes. going to talk about it. I, um, yeah. Season of Discovery? No, hell no. I won't be caught dead playing Classic. No, I can't. No. Uh, for me, it's it's re I uh, evolved past old school WoW in 2006, so I'm good um, at this point. Uh, yeah, no, just... Uh, so you can be an elitist in two games. I got you. The problem was I was grinding Diablo, and my entire group of friends resubbed to retail, and we're just doing Mythic Pluses and Dungeons and PvP and whatever else, and so uh, I just got roped into that. I bought the expansion, got 30 days of free game time, and went, eh, why not? Um, but now Abattoir is live, so I'm back. Well, welcome back. Nineball, how's your season? Um, you know, pretty good so far. Uh, on a previous episode, I had mentioned, you know, about how because of playing Warhammer Age of Sigmar, uh, I was familiar with the term Abattoir, and well, that army just got its update this past weekend, so I've been super excited about getting, uh, getting to play some, uh, Flesh Eater Courts with the, uh, the new rules and stuff like that. I know that's not technically Diablo, but uh, between that and some other stuff at work, I just I've been pretty busy. I haven't played all that much since our last uh, our last podcast. Um, 
besides of course like today uh going through uh trying to put some uh, fine tuning on my builds uh because yeah yeah you know going through and trying to do a suboptimal build uh, that uh that first first level of the abattoir definitely hurts and so changing things around getting some of my secondary glyphs leveled up and stuff like that in order to hopefully uh dive into it a bit this weekend well that's good um so we talked about it last time and i am happy to report uh i didn't die i made it to 100 boys did it hardcore level 100 druid um shortly after that podcast uh had aired i i did manage to hit that milestone um yeah it feels kind of weird guys i have not died yet this season now abattoir will change that <laughs> but it feels wrong it feels wrong to have not died in fact like i then made another character uh I don't know if you guys have tried this. Like, apparently, Hammer of the Ancients and uh, Barbarian is just like really good. I don't, I, have you seen this yet? I, I feel like I'm, I'm on the cusp of something good. Like, basically, you just like use Hammer of the Ancients and you kill everything. Um, I've uh, I've heard I don't know rumors, what to call it. Like whispers. I don't know what to call it. Um, no, I I, I decided to you know become a meta slave and uh, try out the the hoda barb and wow uh gentlemen it's it's level 70 and i like it feels pretty good it, it is pretty fun i don't i don't hate it i wish it was still a druid but it is it feels good it, it feels very I'd, good uh, wish, and that character also not dead wishing it was a druid is what the uh the transmogs are for <laughs> yeah i suppose i'll have to dip into the shop to hide my shame i guess but yeah so far this season has i i, I think and we were talking a little bit pre-show i keep seeing more and more builds that i want to go and play like i'm you know i, I said before level 70 on this hoda barb and it is very fun but then you know echo hack posted a build uh for necromancer and that's a class i've in the the past since since release haven't dipped my toe into that much and i was really intrigued by that i want to go play that you know i want to maybe make one of those fancy lightning sorcerers uh, and i want like i want to do so much more and I'm just not going to have enough time. And I feel like that's a very good place to be in. Uh, it's kind of nice to be sitting here in December with about a little over a month to go in this season and still have so many things I want to do. Whereas it, typically in a seasonal game, at this point, even, you know, we get the avatar, but you, you trail off a bit and you're like, okay, mm -hmm. I can pick something else up. Uh, I haven't really felt that need yet, even having hit 100 immediately started up on a barbarian and now i want to do it on a necro uh, i'm okay with that now it's not to say there's not points of friction we'll probably get to that later uh there are still a lot of things that need to change but i'm I'm still enjoying my time and i think this season we we've talked about it a few times already has been uh, it's been very nice and I, i'm i'm very much enjoying it and looking forward to what is to come now what we got today and again, I think this is funny because this is, uh, oh, sorry, Leviathan, this is December 5th. Uh, this is the day 
of Zeromus. Uh, we do get the avatar today. And the general reaction has been mixed. Now, full disclosure, while I might be a level 100 hardcore, I am not that great. Uh, I am not in to the avatar yet. So I have no experience, but what I do have is a little bit of knowledge, which is a dangerous thing. I, I, I've seen some posts and uh, I've been gleaning reactions kind of gearing up for this podcast. Like, what are people saying about it? You know, um, knowing that you two are going to do the heavy lifting, you, you've got the experience. But one of the common criticisms that I've seen so far has been in reaction to uh, some one-shot mechanics that are making themselves present in the bossing at the end. Um, and the spikes of difficulty in that trash doesn't seem to be that bad, but then you get to the end and that's where everything will spike upward. Uh, and in tandem with that is the lack of loot that, uh, while not getting loot during it make, is logical, what you do get at the end doesn't seem to justify the time period. So hopefully some things that you guys can address but, you know, the community having a little bit of um, re little reservation, a little trepidation towards the new content. Uh, Nerdwords, what do you think about it? I mean, I'm, I'm like, all in. <laughs> like, I, I'm obsessed. This is exactly what I wanted, uh, personally. So, for me, I mean, it's basically greater rifts in this game. I mean, there's, there's no... I ain't got to worry about drifting shade or barrier breakers or like everything being poison enchanted. Um, the AFIC system doesn't exist for the dungeon, which is great. I love that so much because um, I hate those a lot. I'm, I'm on record, I think, at least once or twice saying that. <laughs> just, um, just a couple times. Just a couple times. Um, and then go figure that, you know, everyone wants hard content but doesn't like it being too hard. Um you know that doesn't shock me either. Um, it is hard. Uh, I've clear. I just literally, as we were getting ready for the podcast, uh, you know, finished uh, Avatar level two. Um, definitely died like two or three times in level two. Level one, I got through pretty okay, but there were some moments that were sketchy. Um, but it's the same thing you see in Greater Rifts and Diablo three and a lot of higher content. The A fixes start to ramp up and get up there specifically, like fire enchanted and any on death explosions, like the the big like uh, maggot dudes when they blow up and mm. turn into spiders and whatever else, they hurt real bad. Um, the fire enchanted like fire like lines that go out and then when they explode, you know, obviously that's going to be a one shot and kill you. And that makes it kind of tough when you're playing a melee sorcerer because that kind of goes on a lot. So you basically just dive out, wait till you have an immunity and then dive in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging for sure. Um, I think my favorite part about it is that as you go up in difficulty, it seems like the damage doesn't scale, the health of the monsters scale. So, like, it's already one-shotting you. There's no need for it to one-shot you more. Um, so they just have ramped up the, like, the health of the monsters. So they have to live longer, so you have to live longer, basically. Uh, which puts an emphasis on the defensive, you know, capabilities of your character as well, too, which I think is interesting. It makes the itemization a little more interesting, even if the A-fixes still have some issues, um, you know, in that sense. But I'm... So far, mind you, I've played maybe two hours of it. I'm really excited about it. I, I'm I'm super. This is exactly what I wanted. I want Nightmare Sigils to just be this. <laughs> I want Sigils to like to flip and be something else if they want to do that. But if this was like if I could do a Nightmare Sigil 50 like this, I I would. Oh my God, it would be exactly what I've always wanted. So, big fan, big fan. Yeah, some of, some of the 
some of the comments that I've seen is exactly as you're going through and saying is that the like the damage does scale up like a little bit, but not a lot. It's mostly like the monster health. And as yeah, like you you get to I guess the the higher end because I've really only seen people talk about pushing like ten. Uh, uh, I don't I haven't been paying as much of attention, so I don't know if anyone has gotten further than that. But like I think the uh, as um. Uh, I think you both had kind of mentioned that it's like the blood seekers are the real challenge once you start getting a little bit further into it. And oh yeah. Because there's there's no damage from the mobs. Then you get to the blood seeker, and then all of a sudden, you know, like almost everything that they do is like a one shot or obscene damage. And uh, like if one of them spawns as vampiric, that's it. Like runs over because you time out. Because they they they'll heal themselves so quickly. So those some of the some of the complaints I've seen at the the higher end of things. That that's obviously not my experience. I've uh, I've tried two. I died both times. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I look forward to going through and you know seeing uh seeing how far that I I uh, can get with it in uh, my little uh, jank shadow build. Thank you, Macro. I'm playing the Exodia Necro. Um, <laughs> so. I think you know the other part of the abattoir that is quickly forgotten in it's it's release and and the build up to it is this isn't meant to be permanent yet right mm-hmm. this this is a hey we're going to run this for 6 weeks let's see what it does let's see how you like it and, and this strikes me as something that they're going to get a lot of feedback on because it's already starting to roll in and Maybe we get a different iteration. Maybe not season three, like immediately, but maybe we see a different version of this come in um, around the same point of season three of like, hey, no, it's back, but this time it does this and this and this, right? Um, it, it feels like we've got six weeks to really try it. You don't have to do it, right? Like you can still get all the great gear that you want from Duriel. You can still go and do Uberlilith. You know, you don't have to be present in the avatar. But if you don't have anything else going on and you want to mess with this cool new glyph and try out some new builds and see how far you could go, yeah, give it a shot. And I think they're listening to the feedback, right? At least that's what I would assume. Every So let's see what it does. Everything else that we've seen with season two is pretty much that yes, they are indeed listening to feedback. So once once it does come back in some sort of evergreen fashion, I'm sure a lot of those rough edges will probably be um, uh, rounded out a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, you know I think feedback is good, right? I think that we, they definitely need feedback. But if you're upset at its existence uh, and thinking that like this isn't the season right the season is the, the season of blood we got all the the, the different elements there this is just an, an add-on something that nobody was really even expecting to begin with so i guess like my my approach with the abattoir is 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 more like that that i'm just treating it as a one-off it's a nice thing to to try and if it if it turns into something else great if it doesn't come back Hey, that's fine too, but we know they can do something. I guess maybe that's just low expectations, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm totally fine with there being hard content I don't do. Uh, it doesn't seem to be too prohibitive. But 
you know, let's see where we are in a couple of days. Let's see where we are when people are pushing this glyph to higher levels. Uh, let's see where we are when people are going past 10 to 20. To, as we have heard from the developers, they don't think anybody can finish it. Um, Woody, okay. even when this was first announced, said he didn't think he could finish it. I, I believe that the developers specifically said that their expectations for in order to for people to get past level 25 does involve having to go through and max out the the new glyph like that glyph is just like that powerful uh, yeah. that that actually pushing uh, this type of content is almost entirely revolved around high how high of a level can you get that glyph to. So let's see uh, what happens. Now, in tandem, it would be uh, a little disingenuous not to mention that this patch did cause a few issues. Um, we get a new event, but hey, everybody's going to be starting a few steps behind where they thought as their glyphs took a step. Uh, so the general report, one to two levels lo lost off of most mm -hmm. glyphs for most players. Um, I haven't logged in yet, so I don't know uh, how badly I was hit. And I think it actually was patched at the moment. Yeah, I think um, by the time that you log in, it's actually already been fixed. So you, you should have your right. glyphs at the proper level when you go through and get so, in. And even, uh, even Blizzard, though... I just, I, I just want you to know mine were already level 21, each and every one, <laughs> and I expect them to be at that level. If nice. they're not, I will contact customer service because I just feel that's fair. Because I always level all my glyphs all the way right away. That's the first nice. thing I do. Nice. Totally. I believe All you. characters. Yeah. Yep. I've got no reason to lie. I, um, I think by the time that this podcast actually goes live, it will also be fixed for the console players, too. Correct. Uh, it is a, a small uh, hiccup. Uh, you know, it's one of those things I think, you know, unfortunately, it leaves a bad taste in players' mouths from time mm -hmm. to time. You're excited for something, and then yeah, we've been talking about it for a while, like prepping yourself for Avatar. And one of the big things for preparation was leveling your glyphs, which I know Nerdwords loves to do because he has mentioned time and time again his affinity for Nightmare Dungeons, how he got it. I think. Did you was the last time you were like, if I could live in a nightmare dungeon all day, yeah. that's what I would do. Definitely, day. for sure. Um, yeah. So to to log in and to to see that that your preparation was kind of in vain, um, even just for a little bit, maybe a little bit a little frustrating. And and um, you know, obviously seeing it get smoothed out is good, but I I can see where that will be. It doesn't help the game's reputation from time to time. Um, we're I think I think right now Diablo is moving in a good direction. Unfortunately, it's still always going to be kind of cloaked in the meme format of like D4 bad, right? Um, and like sometimes there's just those little things that add up to people piling on. This is just one of those little things that just gets tossed in a pile for somebody to make reference to. Um, Aaron 37. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. You know, it's not to say that uh you know, people are human, they make mistakes, doesn't make the game bad. Um, but for these outlookers who only come by for the the major updates, yeah, it can leave a sour taste in their mouth. Um so we move forward. Now, in moving forward, 
uh, out with the bad and in with the good, we did have a campfire chat. Uh, and uh, speaking of chats, I actually got to have a real chat in person uh, with NerdWords. We saw each other in oh, person yeah. and we, we did do that. We talked about the campfire chat. We did. Um, we and we were talking in real life like real humans in the same in the same place uh and Weird. much like a podcast it, it was running late it's <laughs> like oh crap i can actually go and it, it's real easy to get sucked in so, uh, but we were talking about the most recent campfire chat so we've hit on a few parts of it already right we, we've talked a little bit about the abattoir and, and we've got our hands on it there's not as much to talk about anymore though i will say i really enjoyed watching you know, there's been the criticism for Diablo developers of like, oh, we they don't play their own game. Like, hey, no, guess what? We got a guy in the back. It's going to narrate. Um, and we're going to run you through Avatar. That was really cool. And I hope they do stuff like that more frequently. Uh, like, it, it, was, it was a nicer dynamic to the campfire of like, hey, we're going to chat. Also, here's some gameplay. And it's not just stock footage. We're going to, you know, kind of like, you know, um, we're gonna chat over this and uh, like that. But anyways, uh, so we got that, and we got some more uh, conversation around uh, Diablo. But uh, before we go into the the intricacies, uh, Nerdwords, you had made mention when we were talking in person your thoughts around the campfire in general. And what was that that big takeaway that you had? I mean, to me, it was. Um, I thought it was the best campfire chat that we've seen so far. Um, I think all of them have been engaging in their own way, and and there's there's no doubt that the amount of transparency and just dialogue that they encourage by having those in general has been awesome the whole whole way through, right? Some of them have been less good, some of them have been a little bit better. Um, I'm like just apparently a big fangirl for Adam Jackson. Like I just think that dude when he's on, he's on. I don't know if it's just like his passion or the way he talks about the game, but like I just feel I've never met the man. We've never had a conversation, but I feel like we click. Um, I really enjoy the way he talks about the game. Um, and he wasn't in this chat, right? It was JoJo and, and Adam, uh, kind of the original trio. Um, but man, it, it, you're right. It, it felt it. Obviously, they play their own game. But there were so many moments in this where I was like, wow, they really played – like, there was a moment where they were talking about um, – um, they were talking about, like – during the Q&A, they were talking about – like, someone asked a question about they like the Bloodseekers, and are there plans to do more surprise content like that, like a Butcher-style encounter where you just get attacked by something? Um, and they said they liked the idea, and they were looking at it, and they'd even – the question had brought up, like, have you thought about adding it to, like, world bosses, right? Where, like, you'll get attacked by stuff during world bosses. Um, and that – like I watched Joe get ADD and that was awesome. Joe Shelley. Cause he went, Oh, speaking of which I was fighting avarice um, and goblin spawned when you fight avarice and we killed goblin and I got one rawhide and 300 gold. That's not okay. We're fixing that. <laughs> and I went that see that. And that is what I'm talking about. That's a moment where you're like, okay, I've been there. I've seen that. And I've had the same reaction. So to hear that from Joe was like, that's awesome. Now, obviously, we know they play the game, but to hear it in real time, it felt like you were hanging in Discord and hearing one of your friends bitch about something in the game. It was like, okay, cool, he sees it too. You know, it felt real, it felt genuine, and I thought this whole campfire chat was the most like loose of all of them. I felt like they were very fluid and candid, and just had really good takeaways and. They announced a bunch of stuff that I love, right? Better glyph XP for stuff and um, Abattoir. They gave more detail on it, which basically told me it was going to be Greater Rifts, right? So, I mean, it's literally the same thing as Greater Rifts, which is all I've wanted in Diablo 4. And obviously, I'm a fan of that. Um, 
yeah, it was just, it, I thought it was the best one so far, for sure. 100%. There was also a costume change midway through. There was. <laughs> None of people are pointing I, that out. I, I, as we talk about genuine moments, I like that. I like that they were like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to do that when <laughs> they weren't looking at us. Uh, yeah. Well, it's fine. It's fine. Here's here's our T-shirts, and I would like that T-shirt. I I want that T-shirt too. I just, damage on I Tuesdays. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so Blizzard opened up the shop. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of like the Whimsy Shire Diablo Three T-shirt that, the, that they all had, which was similar. It started off as just a dev shirt, but the community reacted to it so much that about a year. I think it took about a year, and they finally put it to sale in the shop. Um, yep. you know, that you could buy one of the Whimsy Shire shirts. But the damage on Tuesdays, I think, is definitely one that they, you know, production, if you're listening, you need to get on that. Push that one forward. Yeah. I'd um, buy it. Yeah, I'd wear that. Um Yeah, let's uh let's make that happen. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna do it, but uh you know, people of Trinidad and Tobago might rise up and be able to speak to why we need that. Um sure. Okay, so uh, costume changes aside, I think the, we've already gotten into most of what we've seen. I, I Granted, there's Midwinter Blight to talk about. Mm -hmm. I guess let's do that first. Let's save itemization for last. Let's talk Midwinter Blight. Um, so, you know, we, we really start the campfire with, with Midwinter Blight. Right? We are getting Midwinter um, in just a few weeks, uh, here we are on the eve of St. Nicholas, uh, which is, uh, Nineball, are you familiar with St. Nick? St. Nick? Not like, not like Christmas St. Nick, but like the, you get a gift on December 6th, St. Nick. No. Oh my goodness. Uh, words? Yeah, that's, if you couldn't tell by the that, wrinkles on my forehead, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> and you, you live in Wisconsin. Okay. Um, I mean, technically. I don't leave my house ever, and I don't know anyone here besides people that I work with or for, so I don't know if that counts as living here. <laughs> I'm still spiritually elsewhere. Um, okay. Yeah, in, 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 my, in, in my computer, literally elsewhere. So. Yeah. That's, okay, so we're going to dovetail a little bit here. This isn't Diablo. This is, this is just general Midwestern holidays that I kind of just thought everybody did, but apparently no. So on December 5th, St. Nick comes to your house and will deliver small presents into your stocking. Now you it kind of uh, it, it's like a Christmas amas bouche, right? You're you're getting a little taste of Christmas uh 20 days beforehand. Uh it is a Germanic tradition. Um Originally, I believe St. Nick would leave uh like oranges and like maybe a little candy in shoes. And has uh, spread outward into a you know, general uh, gross commercialism that we all adhere to for most holidays. Um, but you guys don't do that. Like you don't have. Uh, I mean, you don't have kids. But what? Other words, you you do, Le but legitimately, you, as never a kid, heard you did. Of, never heard of that practice before. No, never. Yeah. Nope. It's like I've you say, you, you say Germanic, weird. and like I, I lived in the Netherlands, and I never even heard it there. My, my stepdad's last name was wow. Lotzenheiser, and very much like loved his heritage. We'll just put it that way. And uh, yep, never heard of it. Never. Well, you gotta be careful on, on where you have your pride in that. 
Um, yes, he did. He need to be careful of that. He absolutely did. And it was Alabama. Um, so <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think your childhood was kind of crappy by comparison because I was getting early Christmas and then more Christmas. I, I um, guess I didn't have to shovel snow out of the driveway. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, same. I was a spoiled child, and my dad did that. Uh, now <laughs> I have to do that. So I guess it evens out. It evens out. Okay. Um, and anybody listening at this point, we're going to go back to Diablo, I promise. Um, <laughs> sound off about this whole St. Nick thing, because I, I just, I feel like it can't just be me and the city of Milwaukee and, and, and the rest of uh, Wisconsin. But there's other people, right? Uh, so... Let us know there's, if you're getting gifts for your children or you. you got them as a child. Dozens. Uh, for St. Nick. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like making this up. It feels like with both of you being like, I've, I've never heard of it, that I am, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to go into the pickle ornament debacle because that's a different thing. Um, and okay. continue we, to stray a... further from Anarius's light. <laughs> I know. So this is this is a post show thing. I'll talk about a pickle ornament at a different time. Okay. So midwinter blight on Saint Nick. On Saint Nick, if we talk about midwinter blight, uh, there are some stark parallels uh, to Saint Nicholas or to Christmas, however you want to put it. Um, we're given an idea. Uh, I want to point out that they're introducing a bard. Um, future class, maybe? Oh, God, please no. Not in Diablo. I'm fine with bards, but the, that that would be weird in Diablo. It, it very much Unless does they're... not work in the Diablo-verse, but yeah. I want some options, is what I'm saying. Um, So we are we're going to be introduced to a new character. We're going to see uh, Fractured Peaks uh, get into celebration mode. And in tandem with that, uh, there's a, a whole range of cosmetics that, that we get to earn by going through. Um, Midwinter Blight thoughts that doesn't involve St. Nicholas or a pickle ornament, since I have clearly gone insane. I mean, I, I, again, I said it on the last podcast, but just, I, I just, they're continuing to flesh out the world. This isn't like a crazy amount of content or anything insane. Uh, but that's one of my favorite things about games like World of Warcraft is their seasonal events, right? Like, I love the Hallow's Eve event. I love the, I forget what the winter one's called again. Wintervale, I think. Wintervale. Uh, we talked about that last time, too. Um, yeah, they're just really cool. They're really cool little things. It's cool to see the regions change and kind of go in and out with the season. Um, little cosmetics for us to farm, most likely. Some fun little side quest story moments, most likely. Um, overall, probably some really quick hit stuff, but... I think it's really cool, and I'm I'm excited not because this is like oh my god groundbreaking and amazing, but because it's they're gonna add more of this. You're gonna see other events, I'm sure. This won't be probably the only one for you know the whole of Diablo's lifespan. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited to see what else they do with it too. Yeah, I mean, same nerd words kind of hit the main point of it. I'm glad just to see the world fleshed out and to have you know uh, thematic holidays went through put in. I talked about this last time about. You know, it's it's just Kyobushad, so it makes sense that it's like a regional like celebration. Um, I won't say no to like a Santa Santa cap transmog and like maybe a, a, a like a Krampus style bag, uh, you know, back transmog with like a limb sticking out of it or something. 
I think that would that would also be like a cool like little addition. Because I think I, I want to say it was um uh, there was a back it was before Diablo three release they had like some uh, art of the barbarian with a Santa hat you know because Blizzard used to do like the the really big um, like Halloween and Christmas celebrations where they they would have like custom art and everything like that it would just be cool yeah. to see the barbarian with the Santa cap you know just whirlwinding around actually in game for the first time after like the, that concept art came out. 15 years ago or something. Uh, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I am all for it. I think also just uh, free cosmetics, right? Uh, yeah. One of the criticisms of Diablo, and it, it, I think it's a fair criticism, is the price of cosmetics. If you can get something for free, go for it. Uh, the more of those you pile up, the, the more options you end up having. And, um, I do want to point out, I don't know if you guys have have ventured into the shop as of late, they, I think for the first time, put out a good-looking druid set. It happened. Uh, Is it the Anarius one? The... No, it uh, it was like the, the one where it's all covered in ice. It's got like the moose horns and like oh. there's like icicles all over it. It looks really cool. I, like I almost thought about buying it, but then I was also like, I'm going to be in a, a bear or, or wolf form. I'm not going to do it. But uh, I did. I was like, finally, here we are with a good-looking set. Um, but that's just what they look like. A big part of this campfire chat was what those items actually do. We've talked several times on this podcast about itemization. And we heard about it at BlizzCon, and that was exciting that in the opener they talked and said itemization is something we're going to work on. Now we have a real idea of when that's going to happen. It's not season three. I don't think any of us were surprised by that, but they seem to be pretty confident that it's going to be season four. And in tandem with that, we know that they've been in talks with people in the Diablo community. Diablo partners we may know, maybe even love, uh, maybe even is, look right at. Is one of the Diablo partners here in the room with us? <laughs> I think they are. Um, um, now, obviously, none of those conversations can be shared, but we can confirm they did happen. Yes, and unfortunately, that's about all that I can confirm is that the conversation took place, and I was there and got to listen to them, uh, you know, talk and uh, spitball uh, their ideas about itemization going forward. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, that's about and, all I can contribute to this conversation. And that's totally fine. The way NDAs happen to be, um, it's also you know, it's kind of like it's not your news to share, right? It, you could say you were part of the conversation, but until anything's been decided, right? It's mm -hmm. it's for them. Um, just like there are certain things we don't talk about, uh, leaks, I... stuff like that, because it's not a place to share. Um, but it is cool, mm -hmm. one, to understand the reach of the podcast, because clearly it's big now. Uh, <laughs> we're getting included in conversations. Uh, but also, uh, I would argue, uh, having worked... Worked. I say worked like this is a job. Uh, having interacted and hung out with you guys 
and a lot of the other people who have that moniker. Those are the people I want helping kind of guide the conversation. You know, uh, like when MacroBioBoy is breaking down all of the math to get things working, that's that's the kind of guy you kind of want behind some itemization to at least be like, hey, no, this doesn't work because of this, or this is what we would like because of X, Y, and Z. Um, and then you have like your your super passionate fans. Um, so yeah, I think that's great. I think it's great that they're not also saying like, no, we'll just keep it in house. We're going to roll something out like uh like Diablo 3 did with loot 2.0. Mm-hmm. And uh then we'll fix it again in a couple months. Uh this I just I I, I like hearing it. Uh Nerdbirds, your thoughts on that before we dig into the particulars of itemization? I mean well, one, I think timeline-wise, it makes sense. Like, I think we we all, I mean, we kind of called that when the game came out, right? There was a lot of problems, a lot of things, a lot of hiccups in the road, a lot of things to be celebrated, and that were awesome, too. Um, but we felt like the game would be probably more of what it's going to look like in about a year, right? In, in about season four, I think is what we called exactly. Um, so I'd love to see it. I honestly am surprised. I think that's a little sooner than I expected. I expected it to come with the expansion. Um, I do anticipate there to be more with the expansion as well too. Whatever they do work on, whatever, you know, whatever processes they make, I assume there'll be some pretty good changes, some some quick changes that are easy to fix, um, and then probably some bigger, more sweeping changes in the expansion. But that's I, I have nothing. To, I'm not a Diablo partner. I was not privy to any conversation. I'm just guessing there. Um, that would be my hypothesis. But um, yeah, the Joes and the Adams that work on Diablo, because it feels like everyone that works on that game is either named Joe or, or Adam. Um, <laughs> Feels like that the, the the Joe and Adam squad of Diablo Four is on the right track, man. Uh, they really are. You know, we've had some ups and downs for sure. We had a couple patches that I thought were good, but just kind of didn't sit right with a lot of people's, you know, um, feelings for sure. Um, and there have been some issues, but man, the season two has been great. The abattoir, I'm a big fan of it. Um, hopefully, it turns to be, or it seems that that people turn and enjoy it more. Um, but yeah, I, I think that we're in good hands. It's just I, I really I just want to see more um, re- reducing the amount of affixes that can drop on items, getting rid of the useless ones, which they referenced themselves on the live stream, which was like, yeah, who gives a shit about shrine buff duration? Um, more importantly, who gives a shit about an uber unique that gives you a random shrine buff? Um, not a sorceress. I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> if I got that, I might flip my desk. Um, I'd be very sad. So yeah, I'm excited to see what they see, but. Obviously, we have a lot of um, a lot of time to speculate. And it was at, at this point in the conversation where it came out the damage on Tuesdays, you know, as the yeah. uh, as the, the the referencing of you know some of the things that they're going through to try and reduce. Yeah, I so I was sharing a little bit pre-stream uh, before you you came on Nineball, and I'm gonna loop you into this conversation. As a as a level one hundred, you know, character handover that I am now, um, you know, I don't like to break. Proud of you, Thank character handover. By the way, <laughs> what else would you call it? I don't know. And he's never gonna <laughs> log on to that character ever again, so that way he can continue to say that he has a level one hundred right. druid. 
Yep. No, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to die so that I can have it in the Hall of Heroes permanently. Um, I want to just take out character slots. So, as a hundred, a level one hundred character haver, uh, one of the I'm things I have noticed. Level one. See, I'm going to be criticism. Haver, I think I'm a haver. Because, again, as previously stated, he's not actually playing the character. He's not enjoying right. it. I just have it. Um, well, this is about my lack of enjoyment. So I, I think one of the big things, and we were talking about a pre-stream, was it, 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 there's a friction that happens at that level 100 where you're no longer gaining XP. And, you know, you find your build isn't just getting where it needs to be. And I want to make a shift. But to do that, I'm going to need, you know, the, one of the old pieces of friction was Paragons, right? It was super expensive to reset them. Um, and it would take a lot of time. We couldn't do a complete reset, all those kind of things. And, and those problems have pretty much gone away. I don't think anybody's complaining about resetting a Paragon board anymore outside of click, 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 click. Um, that's the only thing that I can i could think of but now the friction is in the items themselves i have items geared towards this particular build but the build i want to move towards i might have some of the pieces but they're not quite perfect um, or i have a good build but my my gear still requires certain things and finding those upgrades is nebulous there's no clear defined way for me to upgrade and make my character better that I can that I can do like when I'm leveling. I know when I am leveling, every time I go into a nightmare dungeon, every time I go into um you know, go kill some vampires, I'm gonna move that bar no matter what. I could do 20 nightmare dungeons and not find a single item that's gonna work for what I want to do. And that can there's where that friction has started to form. And that can be frustrating. Like to be on the precipice of where I want to be and to not be finding the pieces I need and have no no control of that. Uh, we don't have trade, right? Which used to be like, hey, at least I found something I can trade to get. And what really stands out to me, and uh, it, it did get brought up in the campfire chat, uh, is the need for a crafting system. There needs to be a way that I can take the junk that I have found and turn it into something that doesn't have to be perfect, but then I can find a way to make better incrementally. Um, thoughts on a crafting system. And I don't, I don't, this is the goal is not to, to spend all day speculating on what, what could happen, but it does feel like something kind of glaring. And again, now as a level 100 haver, I'm noticing. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I think expanding the crafting system would be a win. I don't think anyone would argue that wouldn't be a win. And I say expanding the crafting system because it doesn't... You technically don't craft items for real right now. But in my opinion, you find items and then you invest in those items. And that's kind of a sidebar to crafting. Kind of like in Diablo 2, um, you use cube recipes, but technically you're crafting, right? Like you were, yeah. you're, if you're doing a, a caster amulet, right? You're technically not creating it out of nothing. You're putting items together to make it, but it is crafting. Right. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't think them expanding or making that more intuitive would be a bad thing. And in Diablo 3, while crafting never became the end game, it definitely felt or filled a need, especially through the leveling process and the early end game once you hit 70. So finding it, you know, if it could find a niche somewhere in there, I think that'd be cool. Um, I don't think there's a world where we're going to see you crafting like best in slot end game gear or like super optimized gear. But um, I mean, hey, I'm for it, though. I, I'd be interested to see what they have or what they're thinking of if they are doing something like that, for sure. I don't think it'd be a problem. Um, at the end of the day, it, it is a, a system in Diablo 4 that needs to probably be expanded a bit. Yeah, I I like your your uh, reference to Diablo three where it is uh, really good like you know uh, guardians you know just going yeah. through and like Fantastic. crafting yeah crafting like a set of guardians in D three and that's that will help carry you through your first thousand paragon levels easily if not you know like a couple thousand before you uh, really swap it out with something else um, but yeah it it definitely is the crafting is one of those things that in Diablo three helped filled a, a gap. There were builds and such that did rely on a crafted set specifically for like its in-game, um, but the, like a lot of the crafting you were using was refining. You know, it was I finally found the uh, corpse twister pauldrons that I needed, and so now I'm just going to dump a ton of mats into it until you know it is uh, ancient, you know, or primal ancient, yep. you know, and that 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 was what or the majority of like the the kind of the crafting was in uh, Diablo three. But it did have a nice um, stopgap measure of okay, I'm 70. Let me just you know craft sages you know you know for my follower. Let me let me craft you know so like uh, let me run a couple of bounties so I get some stuff so I can you know go through and craft um, asharas or guardians or something like that to get me started at the the end game. And that is definitely something, especially that we're seeing now with Abattoir, uh, that we have a like a real like big target uh in order to go through and jump into um that something something that you can have like a, a crafted set or you know just more like a better enchanting system to get your gear to that level to complete level one you know uh right. and and then it like can drop off from there you know you don't you know, I don't need a crafting system that will, you know, take me to 10 plus or anything. Like, I just need a crafting system that will get me through level one, you know, kind of fill in some of those uh, deficiencies I might have in the build, you know, be able to have better control of making sure that I get, like, the resist rolls that I need to max everything, something right. along those lines. Yeah, I think it would, it would definitely be beneficial. Anything that eases that friction mm -hmm. is a good thing. Um, it, so it doesn't feel so daunting that I kind of, you know, I need to go back and just hope that I'm going to find the, the right item, the affixes, um, that I can then slot into the build I want to, to try. And that's the other thing is I don't know if that build's going to work yet, but I, I want to try it. And then I, I can't even give it a good honest try with mediocre gear. Finding that gear can, uh, in turn, be frustrating. I bring it up because you know Joe Piapora in the 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 chat did make mention of like the goal is that items are a starting point and shouldn't be an ending point, but like that like hey we we want a system in which items are capable of them like you start here and are able to make them better in some manner. Um, 
And that to me sounded a lot like the upgrading system. It sounded like some way of improving items. Uh, and granted, we do have enchanting, but like it, it seemed beyond that, right? This isn't just fixing one affix, but like, hey, you found a great, you know, level 925 item, but you know what? You could make that better by doing X, Y, and Z with this new system, this new way of looking at items. Um, one of the things, you know, I was bringing up pre-show uh, in Path of Exile, what they did for a season is they introduced skill trees on items. Uh, now, I'm not saying we need to get that complex, but it did have this kind of cool thing in which your items were providing these different abilities. You could mix and match uh, match trees to get your item to where you wanted it. You wanted to grind certain things to make that happen. Uh, and it felt like you were investing in the item. Like first you found a good item base that you wanted to work with, and then you got to kind of make your own. Um, I don't think Diablo needs to go that far. I think that is a, there is a level there that, that it doesn't need to happen. There are cool ideas out there that I think Diablo should beg, borrow, and steal. Yeah, I um, I already think that the, well, this is a whole different thing, and I don't think see this changing with Diablo Four, so it's kind of moot. But I I, I think that there's the problem with Diablo Three, and it, it's carried over into Diablo Four, is that I think, and I said this before, that there's too much power on items, that there's not enough power inherent to the character. And I think that creates some of these problems a bit more, um, especially when it comes to scaling and the way affixes scale up in the math of everything. But, um. At the same time, this is the way they're going, right? So I don't see that. I mean, that's a huge sweeping change. If they change that, that would be massive. I would like to see that power be in the skill tree, not as a skill tree on a weapon, right? I'd rather see mm -hmm. the skill tree get expanded more, maybe more choice, more points than that. Um, but at the same time, right, like in that situation in Path, what if you wanted to switch builds? What do you do? If you've invested all this time and all this stuff into one weapon, are you just SOL? Or can you respec it? Can you switch to a different build and have it be relevant? It's because been a while takes... since this league. I'm pretty like, sure you can't. You were, I'm pretty sure you can't respec it. Pretty yeah, sure you stuck. were kind of locked in that, so you would need to then find which a different would just weapon. exacerbate the problem you're already having, right? That would just make it worse, right? right? So yeah. Right. Um, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm just excited to see what they're gonna do, but I mean, honestly, having skill trees on on items wouldn't be the end of the world. I just I want to see more power on the character. I think that's something I'd like to see. I just don't know that's gonna happen, which is okay. Yeah, I think uh, I don't disagree with you at all. I I do think the skill tree itself is underutilized. It, like there, it feels and and they but they've said they they have room for expansion there. Um, I would love to see a lot more options, I, and yeah, I would like to see a lot more power put back on that, kind of akin to Diablo 2, right. you know, where you had, the game's been figured out, right? We, we know what builds there are for it, but you had a lot of options. Um, we don't, it feels like we don't have as many for Diablo 4 yet, but we will. I don't know that that's fair. Because, I mean, if you think about Diablo 2, yeah, there's a lot of builds, but to play, like, actual, like, endgame content, which isn't very hard in Diablo 2, um, there's still only, like, a handful of really successful builds, right? Um, Diablo 4, I think, like, I mean, Sorcerer's got several pretty decent builds. Mind you, it depends on the affixes, because it's hard to judge, like, where the state of the power of the game's at with all the seasonal affixes, because if we removed 
vampiric powers right now, what does ball lightning look like? Is it still, I mean, it's still pretty good, but is it, it's not going to be what it is, right? So that's also interesting too. So it's kind of hard to gauge that and we don't just have that in Diablo 2. Um, but I think Diablo 4, I mean, look, I mean, the rogues got some builds. The druids got some builds. Necros definitely got a few builds, right? Barb's got some builds. They, you know, they've got some pretty big disparities in their builds, but Hoda's sick, right? Hoda's ridiculous. <laughs> Deathblow's <laughs> awesome. I think that's um, that's honestly like the the biggest issue right now is just the disparity in power between a bunch of the builds. Right. You know what right, what, right. what what's your what's your your top and then like what's the the tier right below it? You know like Hoda and Ball Lightning are a pretty far step ahead of anything else yeah. in the tier below. Right. Yeah. I, I think and that's a problem with all ARPGs in general is you know that you have these builds that rise to the top. Um, and we know that Hoda and Ball Lightning are going to be adjusted in season three. Season three, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but everything feels bad if you're not. Um, and it's very easy. You can put on blinders. You don't have to play Hoda. You, no one's forcing right. you to play Ball Lightning. Um, right. But if you're if you're if you're cued into this podcast, right? If you're listening, you're aware of these things, and and that does it in some ways affect your perception of your build or of what you might be playing. Um, so yeah, that, that there is that level of uh, power creep in, in that regard. Um, but I think there is a lot of hope for what items can be. I think you brought it up before Nerds, like it's, it's not the ideal scenario, like of putting more power onto the skill tree would be good that's probably not going to happen so let's fix the way that we do things right um, let's let's fix the system that we do have to make it intuitive because like it is still fun like uh, as i was saying you know start of show like there are so many builds that i still want to try that i still want to play that i'm not going to have time for i'm not going to be able to i'm sorry i'm probably not going to get that necromancer up there because i'm going to get distracted um, but I want to, I want, like, we're going to log off. I'm probably going to try and push it a little bit, um, instead of doing avatar, I guess. <laughs> so there is a bunch of stuff even without it, but it, it's like, as we've said for a while, once these other little pieces all lock in, then the game is in a, a really great state. Like, where you want to just do, like, I think we will know Diablo 4 is in its best state when NerdWords is like, I just need to run one quick Nightmare Dungeon because there's a chance I could find this item I'm looking for. Uh, or I could find a piece to make this item that I'm looking for. If if Diablo could make that happen, we know the game, like, just lock it in. We're never going to play anything else. So I'm the thermometer. I am. Yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Like that. That's that is the gauge that oh, we have. That people agree with you on that one. Um, where if if one of Nightmare Dungeons' largest, we say hater critic, hateritic. Um, I'm gonna combine them. It's a portmanteau. Okay. Uh, hateritic. Third words is choosing to do them out of just general enjoyment for items. Um, yeah, because like Nightmare Dungeons are quick and easy digestible content, right? Um, and you're like, oh, I got five I got five minutes. I'm going to run a quick Nightmare Dungeon because I could still find something cool. 
If I got five minutes, I'm dinner. probably doom scrolling social media Shut. and not playing any. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The game is in such a good state that that's what you're doing because you want to plan something. And I, I will point out, like with something like Path of Exile, I, I love like just I, I got time. I'm going to do two maps. Right? I'm going to do two quick maps, and I've got a chance to find something amazing that will hook me. And that has happened uh, a lot. Where suddenly you just get a good drop, and then it's five hours later, and you're like, oh crap, I've neglected all my responsibilities. I need, I just, I think that's the one thing Diablo 4 needs is you need that, you need that to be able to happen everywhere, right? Yeah. I know if I can, if I had the ability and I could farm all the mats, like running Durial nonstop, it would be great because there's always that chance that something great will happen. Um, could well, get everything's that. 925, so worst case, you've got loot right. that's actually meaningful to look through too. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So if, if Nightmare Dungeons provide that, if Helltides provide that, if everywhere provides that, then then we're just in a good a good point and that's where the itemization conversation i think hopefully centers around of like hey we need items to provide that push right they don't all have to be uber uniques but if they're exciting to find and dig through and have value i mean finding great. the god rare feels good in diablo 4 like finding a role is like whoa three like a three out of four four out of four role is like that's a good feeling I don't know. I think that I, I well, so I have two points to to make with what you said. First thing is that Diablo Four has already done something that no Diablo game has ever done, and that is get me very interested to play it mid season. Because mm. Diablo Three, yeah. I loved it, played it a lot, but I was done in a week or two usually. And if me and my friends were really pushing, it might last longer. But once you stopped, you stopped. You might like come back to like clean up your stash. You might come back to like finish up a thing on a journey you didn't do yet, but you were done right um diablo 2 once you hit 99 you probably didn't touch that character anymore right at least not for a while unless you were really farming up for economy i mean by that point you played so much because you farmed 99 that you're probably like ready to sleep for a long time um so diablo 4 dropping avatar of zero like they've done dropping the rings like they did i mean i'm telling you right now i think that that is it's a small innovation but it is impactful um because today Again, I've been playing WoW because I didn't have a lot else to do, and I was already kind of, you know, have a ton of sigil powder and all that stuff. Um, and so, like, today's Tuesday. Everyone who plays WoW knows it's Vault Day, right? And so yep. you jump in and get your loot and all that. And I don't give a shit. I was playing Abattoir, right? I was very excited to jump into Abattoir. I was at work thinking about Abattoir, right? I'm watching videos and stuff and, you know, all this stuff, watching people trying to push it. I'm excited to see, like, what we can do with this. And it's going to be impossibly hard, uh, but it's kind of like when Diablo 4 Season 0 dropped and just watching people try to fight Lilith. It was a lot of fun. Like, who can take this thing down? Um, I don't know. That's really exciting. But Diablo 4 has already done that, and no other Diablo game has. But the one thing that no Diablo game has done since Diablo 2, love it, hate it, or feel how you feel about Diablo 2 is, there, and I don't know what it is or what the science is. And if they could figure this out, that's where they'll really figure out the sauce. But I don't know what that feeling is that just one more Trav run. Just one more Travancle run, right? One more Mephisto run. Um, you know what? I got 30 minutes. I can squeeze in 10 Mephisto runs real quick. Um, I don't I don't know if it's the loot table. I don't know if it's the, the loot of the system. I don't know if it's just my nostalgia-riddled brain. Um, I don't know if it's just high school me. Um, 
I haven't felt that in a game since Diablo 2. And that's why I still play Diablo 2, because I still chase that feeling, and I still feel it. I still, like, when a season starts, I, I love that feeling. And I just wish, I, I just haven't felt it in any other ARPG, even in the Diablo universe or otherwise. And I, I think that if they can find that, if anyone can, man, uh, that would be incredible. I just, I don't know what that feeling is. I can't put it into words. I think it's just one of those ones where it's like, like kind of like getting that defining item, which, you know, in, in modern ARPGs is a build defining item. You know, uh, I guess the between Diablo 2 and Diablo 4, the thing that it shares is like, I think you probably would be about as excited, if not more so, in Diablo 4 if you had a Shaco drop. You know, it'd be, you know, it's just, it's like one of those ones where it's just like, like, that's it. That, that That's my helm. You know, that that's the thing that I am going to go through and have as, as part of my, you know, build for like the rest of the season type thing. Um, you know, which you don't, you know, like in Diablo 3, you, you had you know, 50 of those, 100 of those drop before you got, like, the Primal. And so even though the Primal yeah. is the one that you're going to be Your first up using... Primal, ancient, best-in-slot weapon was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Now this is it. But still, that I still don't know that that's better than a jaw dropping, yeah. right? Like, a jaw rune drops and, oh my god! Right? Like, bird drops, like, there's just that feeling, even in Diablo 4, um, like, Shaco drops, any of the uber uniques drop, like... I'm, I might be excited, but, like, they don't work for my build, right? They're not really something I'm going to use in the build. Like, Godslayer's Crown is, is pretty much, like, best in slot by a long slot, a, a long shot for Sork. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. And it, it could also be that my perspective is just very askew. Um, hey, a lot but, of it also, I'm sure, has to do with just the, you know, the nostalgia factor. It has I, to, right? It yeah, to. I, I, I don't think that nostalgia is, like, the proper word for it was because the way that you knew that you would feel when like a jaw dropped or a burr or something like that 20 years ago uh and yeah. you're still riding off of like that emotion just still because chasing that yeah chasing it. Yeah. It, yeah it's because you knew how impactful that was in the past that it's still that impactful today whether or not it actually is you know but it still is just like you know it's like one of those things that has so much more you know history behind it. Maybe that's what it is because I think that like, so it kind of brings up a bigger problem. The probably the reason why it feels so good is it's useful for every class, but that's because every class is using the same like couple of rune word items because they're just um, so much overpowered than everything else. So like everyone wants Enigma, right? If you're a melee class, everyone mm -hmm. wants a grief if you know, whatever. So um, when you find those, you find a low rune hole, oh, right? That's a grief. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe that's what it is, and which points out to a bad itemization. Because uh, I love, uh, I, I love. Uh, there's a video that came out recently from I think it was Llama actually talking about Diablo 2 and Rune Words, um, which was really interesting. But <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I've never felt that feeling in any game since Diablo 2, <clears throat> and I still feel that game in you know as old as I am now uh, playing Diablo 2. If I get a high rune drop, it's like it's a rush, man. It's yeah. awesome. So four strength, four stam, belt leather belt. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think there is something to that excitement about finding something, and and you're I I think you're right in your words about like the ubiquitousness of runes and how they um, 
are useful for every class. Well, rune, so rune, you could always have the same experience. No matter runes what and rune words is a crafting system. Right. Yeah. True. Yeah, um, true. And I, I I do agree that like Enigma is I love Diablo too, and I hate Enigma just because of how forced it feels. Right. Sure. Um, like if if we all right, we're gonna get digressed too much. Yeah, but, we're talking about Diablo two for the next hour now. So yeah, yeah there, sorry. There is a there's a nice middle ground somewhere in there that and learning from you know, your predecessors and learning from your competition of like, hey, what is it that evokes that feeling that we had in Diablo two that can work in Diablo four? And if they can pin that down, like that, that's going to be exciting, um, because I, I think you are right. Like if I found a, a, a Shaco tonight, I'd be pretty stoked. Um, the downside is, you know, I can't trade that Shaco for something else. But there's also nothing else I want. I do want a Shaco. I'm, I'm, I'm walling, but I'm not gonna find it. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and you talk about, you know, like Mephrons and stuff like that. If I had unlimited mats, I'd just be running dirt. I would just be running dirt, <laughs> knowing that I had a chance. Uh, and we've seen that. We've seen like Durial runs are super popular because it's still it does. I think it has that tiny bit of Mephisto run um, evocation there. Yeah, it, it's just you know we're not we're not seeing the results. And I think the the item pool itself is still pretty small, right? Mm -hmm. Uniques are pretty small. There's still there's not that many uniques yet. There's still a lot of things that the the, the wider the pool gets, the more excitement we can find as as we're getting more of them. Hopefully, right. um, I think it also. I, and this is a tangent for a different day, but um, there is a, a lessening of impact in finding good items when you have to find them twice. Uh, you know, like I'm going through and I need to find uh, with my, you know, my, uh, my crone staff, right? Well, I'm just starting out. I need my sacred crone staff. All right, now I need to hope I get an ancestral crone staff. Uh, and like, it feels more of an obligation. Like I need to get it. As opposed to being excited that I found one. And then I need uh, to find a well-rolled ancestral crone staff. Right. So when my goal is to just keep finding the exact same thing, I'm not excited that I have found something. It's more that I'm expecting I, that I will find it or, or I'm going to get frustrated that I haven't found it. And yeah, and I think that's also a part of the power on items versus power in character. Yeah. Um, so I think what we've discovered is there's a lot of complexities to this issue right. when it comes to itemization. Uh, and I'm glad I'm not involved in the conversation because I don't think we've, I, what we've done, as we frequently tend to do, is we've admired the problem. We've really admired the heck out of it. We've pointed out a lot of its flaws. We've solved nothing. Yeah, no, we're useless. For sure. Yeah, pretty much. This is why I'm glad Macro was involved in these conversations. For sure. He probably had a yeah. spreadsheet. <laughs> you know, and uh, Nightball can't tell us anything, but I bet he had a PowerPoint presentation. I, I just, <laughs> I feel it in my bones that he, he brought it up, he brought up some numbers, and he pointed to some things, and it was great, and everybody clapped. Yeah, totally. Okay, Makes sense. see? Yeah. Oh, Totally, totally, it. totally it. wasn't just 
you know, me stuffing, you know, lunch down my face on my lunch break at work or anything <laughs> like that. Totally. <laughs> Don't ruin the mystique for people who aren't in the know. Um, okay. So we've got some itemization, but more importantly, we have yeah, six more weeks. We get Abattoir right now. We get Midwinter in um, a week. Yep. Right? So week December 12th. Yeah. Week from today, yep. Uh, so we've got a lot of cool new things, and even if you don't want to yeah. dig into the abattoir, you can go and earn a bunch of fancy new cosmetics uh, next week uh, and carry you into the holiday. Um, any last thoughts, gentlemen, as we're starting to meander, if we didn't already, as I brought up St. Nicholas and Pickle Ornaments? Uh, I mean, just just really excited for where the game's at right now. Uh, I think that, that it, it continues to get better and improve, and it seems like the development team is is definitely on the right tracks. Uh, and again, best I think best campfire chat we've had so far. They've all been really good, but I think this was super engaging, really informative, and really felt connected to the the community in a way that I'm not sure the other ones did as much. Not to say they were disconnected, but this one just felt a little more connected. Plus, it was a year from you know they've now been doing them a year, which is really cool. Uh, no, very very excited to get you know to see where the game continues to evolve and grow, and I'm excited for season three for sure. Um, I'm excited for the midwinter event and all the cool little Christmassy stuff. Um, very excited for the itemization changes in season four. Um, yeah, super happy about it. Just ready to uh, go play Abattoir. Uh, well, we won't take up much more of your time. <laughs> I, I just continue to be enamored with um, uh, everything that they've been going through and uh, putting into the game. Uh, I like... I like the direction that everything's going, and I uh, definitely have had my uh, my faith renewed uh, in the development team with everything involving like season two and beyond uh, that they've shown and they've talked about. They really want to make this uh, the the best game that it can be, and uh, I think uh, you know every week forward uh, they're going through and doing it, and also just to to go through and get it in on the show. They're buffing the pestilence set in Diablo three for the first time, yep. and like forever god knows how long i'm excited you know uh for that ptr and uh go watch godzilla minus one best movie of the year please do it <laughs> uh actually to spin on that too they're also buffing delsair's magnum opus for the first time in a long time for the for the wizard but they're also buffing towels at the same time uh they're buffing both so we're just gonna probably keep using towels but really excited about the season 30 ptr just started for diablo 3 i'm actually really excited for season 30 again because altar of rights is back not as powerful. It's been nerfed a little bit, but it's still still there. Um, I'm going to play Diablo 3 Season 30 for at least a weekend, if not a little longer. Uh, so I'm excited about that, too. But yeah, it, again, echo everything Nine said. Uh, Diablo 4 is in the best place it's been so far, and it looks like it's just going to keep getting better. So hooray. Um, yeah. Well, it's a good place to be in. Uh, next time on the Diablo podcast, we're going to be joined by Greg Miller of kind of funny games and like a billion other podcasts uh, to the point where I'm concerned that by inviting him on, he may actually take over as host. Um, and none Dur of you are going Durial, to be. Duriel already took over as co-host. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. Um, but uh, Greg Miller. And then uh, due to the, the time of the podcast, we're also bringing back uh, Jen from windows central. Who's going to hang out and chat uh, a little Diablo. Uh, so uh, tune in when uh, when that hits. Uh, we're recording on the 20th. So uh, outside of that, the only thing left to do is close it out as we always do with a moo, moo, moo. Moo, moo, moo. Moo, 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 moo. Moo, moo.